Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 62 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Larry Zonka, and I'm joined here by my chivalrous co-host, former market maker of 20 years and current day retail trader. I am talking about a man who only dresses in a t-shirt and Armani jacket, the man who taught you how to think like a villain, JJ. How's it going, man? Good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. And I'm excited for our guest today. He is the 33rd mayor of the city of Miami, a man who was elected with an 86% support from Miami residents, a man making national headlines for his hustle, for his pro-crypto, pro-finance, pro-tech stance, welcoming the industries into the city of Miami. Of course, I'm talking about Mayor Francis Suarez. Mayor, how's it going, man? Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for that awesome intro. And uh, it's exciting to be with you guys both. Oh, man. Appreciate it so much. Your, your father was a mayor of Miami, first elected in 85. Big shout out to him. Thank you. Uh, you know, Mary, you're, you're getting well known for your pro crypto stance. What's what's dad think about crypto? You know, I actually haven't talked to him about it. Uh, you know, he's actually um, actually really excited about the whole tech push. I haven't actually talked to him about crypto per se, mm-hmm. but uh, he, he um, is really into data centers. And, you know, which obviously are a part of mining, which is a big part of, uh, you know, creating a fluid crypto transaction base. So, you know, he, he's, uh, he's an engineer, a mechanical engineer by trade uh, before he was a lawyer, before he was a politician. Um, his, my grandfather was also the dean of the engineering school of Vienna University in Cuba. So we have a, a and I'm a finance background. So we have a, uh, we have a mathematical, uh, you know, analytical brain uh, oriented family. So. Uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I actually should talk to him about it. I haven't actually gotten picked his brain on it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that that's awesome. I mean, you know, I saw that if you do have a bachelor's in finance, uh, you're an attorney by profession. Did you at one point consider a career in finance? I did. I actually interned with Morgan Stanley, um, and I actually also interned with Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, I did uh, a, a, an honors program with them when I was in law school. So I definitely did think about uh, a, a career potentially in finance, and just ended up in in law and. And, and was a, have been really a real estate and corporate transactional lawyer for the better part of 15 years. Now, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of my time obviously generating business for the firm that I'm at and also, um, you know, sitting on some boards as well as some companies. Yeah, awesome. Did, did your study of finance have any flu, uh, like influence on, you know, your, your pro crypto, you know, finance tech stance that you do have? No doubt about it. Um, I think both that and sort of the engineering mathematical background, because obviously you have to understand uh, why uh, algorithms and, and, and keys are important to encryption and, and to data privacy and, and to being able to have a transaction that can't be duplicated. So, I mean, understanding a lot of the, the mathematics behind uh, cryptocurrencies was important um, to understand the fundamentals of it. And so for me, I think having a finance background, understanding also uh, mega markets like um, you know, currency fluctuations, inflation. Um, why, why would somebody be driven to a, a, a cryptocurrency as opposed to just keeping their assets in dollars? Um, I think those are all a part of having a finance degree. Yeah, for sure. It, it's so refreshing to hear this from, you know, a politician. So, you know, especially for people who have been uh, immersed in this for a long time. Uh, real exciting. You've requested um, you know, the city manager, research and vendor to facilitate BTC payments, as well as uh, giving employees the options to be paid in BTC. This also includes uh, the city treasury in BTC. 
uh, you know, I just applaud you just for the uh, the gumption. It's really kind of against the grain, I would feel like, for politicians. So, you know, shout out to you for doing that. Uh, what are some of the hurdles that you guys need to overcome to make this a reality? I think the biggest hurdle is is just the concept of it's so new. You know what I mean? And, and understanding that there are people that are that are obviously, you know, uh, very prominent people that that um, for whatever reason uh, speak and, and say things that I think are somewhat inaccurate. Um, yeah. But for example, having the Treasury Secretary uh, uh, Yellen uh, say that you know a big percentage of crypto transactions are illegal transactions or transactions of illegality is completely false statement. Um, I don't know why someone of her stature would say something like that, uh, but it makes it harder for public policymakers to convince the general public that hey, this is safe. This is not anything that you need to worry about. Um, money laundering and, and, and money uh, in cash in dollars and illicit uh, transactions in dollars far outpaces anything crypto has ever done by a big factor. Um, and all you have to do is, is uh, uh, look up some former entrepreneurs in Colombia uh, to, uh, to, <laughs> to understand in Mexico, <laughs> to, understand, to understand that, uh, where they were putting money in, in, uh, in drywall, you know, cash <laughs> drywall. So, uh, you know, I find it, I find the whole argument to be a little absurd. Um, but look, th th those are the biggest difficulties is trying to demystify some of this stuff for the general public and, and understand why is it important for a city and for a mayor to, to push on this issue? Why is it important for me? The reason why is simple. It's because we want to be known as the most technologically forward city in America. Why? Because we understand a fundamental truth. It's not something, it's not about whether I like it or dislike it. It's not about whether I'm a Republican or Democrat. It's not even partisan at all. Technology dominates our life and will continue to dominate our life going forward. And any city that doesn't get that simple fact and doesn't create an economy in the city that is based around that fact is gonna go, is gonna go backwards. It, it, it's gonna it's gonna shrivel away. It's gonna die, and it's sad because um, you know anyone that doesn't get it is not understanding where our future lies. And so I, I understood that I'm young, fairly young. I'm 43 years old for a mayor of a major city. Um, I've been mayor for three years. I was elected at 40. Actually, my dad was elected at 36, which is interesting. The funny joke about that is I tell my dad, yeah, but you look like you were 40. I look like I'm 36. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, back in the day in the eighties, you, you would have the hair that covered the ears and, you know, he looked like, uh, you know, he looked like he was 60 when he was 36 years old. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I can relate. I can relate. Fun stuff. But so listen, I, I just, I just really believe that a, Cities like ours and all cities really should be doing this. They should all be, and by the way, I've gotten interest from the mayor of Detroit, from the mayor of Jacksonville, from a lot of mayors that are looking at what we're doing. And I think B, when you look at what the federal government is doing, and again, look, I was a proponent of the stimulus in the sense that I thought that if you're gonna do something like this, cities should get their fair share. That was my sort of take on it. And we, and we did, by the way, we ended up getting a tremendous amount of, of funding if we're, gonna, if we're gonna go down that route. But if you look at the broader public policy, if you're gonna create, 1.9 trillion dollars of new money and put it in cir circulation you are risking the very thing that you're that you're trying to protect which is the integrity of the u.s dollar you're risking um you know inflation and where are people going to go with with their money they're going to get out of dollars because they're afraid that dollars are going to be worth less when once that you know 40 percent new, cur new currency gets dumped into the market and they're going to go into an asset that is not pegged to a central bank's attempt to manipulate. That's what they're gonna do. And oftentimes it's been gold. Um, now it, it will more likely be crypto as it becomes more accepted, particularly in younger people. And I think what's interesting about crypto, which is different from gold is 
is, um, you know, it, you it, it can, and I, I believe it will, frankly. I, I frankly believe it will become a currency. I will, you know, people talk about, oh, is it a currency or not? I think it will become an accepted currency. You know, you're seeing more and more ex people accepting it for payment. Part of the problem is nobody wants to give up their Bitcoin. And that's kind of the problem with, with it being used as a currency is right now it's so valuable that people don't actually want to use it as a currency. They'd rather use something that's less valuable to purchase goods and, and stock up on, on, on what they consider to be an asset, right? That is increasing in value. So part of the reason why it's not a currency is because frankly, it just keeps increasing in value. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's incredible. Like I said before, so refreshing. And I think people like yourself, people like uh, Elon Musk, people like we had Mark Cuban on yesterday, people who are accepting Bitcoin or, you know, crypto as transaction are bringing it to the forefront. Like that's part of the adoption of it is having people like yourselves uh, embracing it, seeing someone like Andrew Yang, who seems to be taking a similar platform um, as well as yourself. Uh, which I believe is a strategically smart one from you guys. You guys are future, like you guys are seeing into the future. Shout out to you guys. That's amazing. You met with some Elon Musk's people about building a tunnel underground uh, for means of transportation uh, with electric vehicles. Uh, the electric vehicle sector is a hot and frequently talked about sector in uh, finance and trading. Uh, do you see electric vehicles continuing to gain more market share and prevalence in society? Absolutely. Um, and as technology uh, as the technology gets better and gets less expensive, I think they're going to dominate the market. I, I, I think in my lifetime, you will see the extinction of the gas-powered co car, and you will see essentially every single car will be electric. Um, it just makes too much sense. Um, the, the the cost of maintenance is radically lower. I mean, I mean, like you know, I think I remember reading an article once that said that an internal combustion engine has 2,300 moving parts, and uh, and a Tesla had 15. So, so it's a lot easier to swap out one of 15 parts than a broken part out of 2300. So the maintenance is significantly less, um, you know, uh, uh, you, you have the cost per mile of, of fuel, whether it's gas or, or electricity is significantly less when you throw in there a solar, which will inevitably be in greater adoption going forward. It even makes it even less. I mean, it's, it's so, so yeah, I, I think. In my lifetime, my guess is in the next five to 10 years, you're going to see every single vehicle on the road be an electric vehicle. Yeah, for sure. You've done an incredible job hustling on Twitter, just the, the, the social media platform, the acceptance. Of hustling, 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 hustling. Yeah. hustling. No, oh, man, honestly, it, it's, it's, it's great to see. I saw the video. It was funny. Uh, a woman was like, uh, you know, it's a joke now. Like, oh, I was talking to the Miami mayor, like DMing. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's awesome to see. Good way to, end the, good way to end the rant. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect, perfect. Uh, you know, in your mind, uh, why, you know, obviously your pro stance is what's, you know, the draw for like the tech and the finance community. Um, but why else do you think that you're so, like they've been receptive to you, to Miami, as opposed to other cities? I think it's a, it's a few reasons, right? One is, look, there's a lot of macro factors that come conspire in our favor, right? You have the salt deduction going away. Um, so people can't deduct uh, income taxes. That makes what we're, uh, you know, kind of our competitors, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, New York, less competitive because now in addition to the higher cost of living, people got to pay an extra 10, 13% in taxes. So that's, that just, that's like a straw that breaks the camel's back. Then you have um, COVID. In COVID, you had two phenomena. One was the remote work. So people didn't, they could stay in their job. They could be at Google or whatever big company they were, and they could work wherever they wanted to physically. A lot of people came to Miami. 
And we're like, look, the Miami's open. You know, you can do stuff. You can go to restaurants. It's, you know, and so people flooded to Miami. Um, and, and, and they were, and without risking losing their job. And what happened is when they got here, and this is where it's different than it ever has been in the history of Miami. When they got here to Miami, they were like, whoa, this place is different. It's different than what we thought it was. It's different than when the last time we came. Number one, it's the city has just changed. It's, it's a much bigger, much more vibrant, much more culture, much more you know activities, better restaurants. I mean, it's just a totally different city. And number two, the, the collisions, you know, one of the things that made Silicon Valley so successful is, you know, the, the collisions, you would go to a coffee shop and run into a founder. And he's good. I was at, a, at an event last night where somebody was wearing one of my, how can I help t-shirts? This is a true story. This really happened. This is unbelievable. So I don't know if you start to know about the, how can I help campaign and the whole mm -hmm. thing. So wearing one of my, how can, how can I help t-shirts? He said, this is a true story. He said, he was walking in the street. Some guy stopped him. I said, Hey, are you in tech? And he said, yeah, they started talking. He, the guy ended up being a funder for his, his company. He said he bought 10 t-shirts because he wants to wear, he said, I don't even wear t-shirts underneath the suit because I want to wear it every single day. I'm going to wear the shirt. So I bought 10 t-shirts so I can wear a fresh shirt every single day because it's a signal to the public that I'm in tech and that I, you know, I'm open for business. And, and you couldn't believe it. I have another friend who had an app who, who asked me to retweet his app. And I'm thinking, okay, whatever, retweet is my friend. Why wouldn't I do that? You know, whatever. I retweet his app, four VCs called him. Four VCs called him. So we have created this, um, this uh, density of talent and this density of capital that is now rivaling some of the bigger cities. And I think that is creating a, a, what I call the FLIMO effect. It's called the, the, you know, the flywheel plus, plus FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. You know, it's like this double effect of people saying, wait a second, I need to be in Miami. This is, the, this is the place to be. Once you get here and you realize, man, I can do everything here that I can do anywhere else. Plus I don't have to pay the taxes. Plus the weather is beautiful and all that stuff. Why would I go back? Right, right. No, it's, it's exciting. I, you know, while I don't live, you know, right in Miami, just being a South Florida resident, you know, it, it's exciting, like, the, the, the movement that you're spearheading. Uh, you could just sense it in the air. Last question, Mayor, because I know we got to get you going on. Uh, there, there was a billboard in uh, San Francisco with a picture of your Twitter account with the tweet. Um, thinking about moving to Miami, DM me. I don't know if the, you were behind this or not. Uh, it was funny. It was, uh, yeah, it's a nice move, man. Uh, in another man's city, that, that's a, that's a bold move. Actually another woman's city. Oh, another woman's. Okay. Let me clarify. That's another issue. Uh, yeah. It's a little, little gorilla, little gorilla marketing. Never heard anybody. Little gorilla yeah. marketing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I was definitely involved uh, in the content creation and approval yeah. of, of the sign. It was actually paid for by someone else. Uh, so no city funds, you know, and you know, so nobody can complain. Um, but it was really cool. And I think, uh, it, it, again, it's like, like that video that you were talking about. It generated a viral buzz. Yeah. And that's what we're about. We're about keeping this, the, 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 you know, think about what we've done. Think about this just for a second. Give me one second, which is we live in a 24-hour news cycle, right? Everybody two days ago was talking about the, the Royals interview, right? It is really hard to keep the world's attention. We have managed to keep the world's attention on this issue since December 4th. That is December 4th to January 4th, January 4th to February 4th, February 4th to March 4th. That's three months where we have sustained this attention of the world. That is unbelievable, unprecedented. And we're going to do everything we can to keep that attention, to maintain the volume level up, because to change the reputation of a city from a sun and fun retirement place to a serious place that has an enormous footprint in the knowledge-based economy, it's like moving a cruise ship, right? And we're moving the cruise ship as fast as we can with those tugboats. Uh, to turn it in a different direction 
and, and convert this Miami moment into a Miami movement. Absolutely. As a, uh, you know, as a trader, Mayor Suarez, I'm, I'm trained to think strategically. I, I think you're just like political strategy is just on point what you're doing. So salute to you, JJ. You, you got some words for the mayor as we uh, sign off. Yeah, no, I just, you know, I've been thinking about my, I, I, I did a lot of business in Boca in the nineties and um, I just, uh, it's always been, a, it's been a, one of those places. And I, I just, uh, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in Canada, it's minus 50 here in the winter time. So I'm always thinking about Miami. And after that, I was like, man, I want to move to Miami. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, you know, you got, you got room for a you got room for a, uh, a Canadian to weasel down with his girlfriend. I don't, ever, I don't know if you ever saw the show Price is Right. Come on down. You're the next contestant on the Price is Right. Come on down. Oh man, I I even have this house in Coconut Grove in my head. You know, it's oh just, man, uh, I live. That's where I live. I'm right here in a, my house in Coconut Grove right oh, now. Those houses with the vines. I mean, I'm looking uh, out. It's it's snowing, and you know, everything's just. Then you look at. I just look at that picture, and I, I just all tell that, my girlfriend. I'm going to tell you a quick last story before I leave. With all of the stuff that you hear yesterday i got a call from a, a, a guy from a hedge fund that's coming into miami 20 billion dollars assets under management buying a 50 million dollar house on the water two blocks from the house incredible so it's just it's i'm getting those text messages every day guys every single day it's incredible well, the other thing is i used to live in vancouver for 27 years what you pay for a tiny little house in vancouver you can get a beautiful home in miami that's the thing it's cost of living differential yeah amazing yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good have a good one. All right. All right. That's going to conclude today's episode of Confessions of a Market Maker. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it for us. If you'd like to trade alongside JJ, myself, and a supportive community of traders, join us at microefutures.com. Mayor, uh, you can tell the people where to find you, how to support, and anything yeah, else absolutely. you'd like them to know. So look me up on uh, Instagram, uh, which is at Mayor of Miami. Um, look me up on Twitter. It's at Francis Suarez. Those are my handles. And I think I have a mayoral Twitter, too, at Miami Mayor. So um, check out all that. We got, you know, I have LinkedIn as well. So check me out on all those platforms, and that's the best way to keep up with what I'm doing. Hustling. Awesome, hustling, man. Oh, keep it up, man. And whatever you need, uh, full support from us. Much love. Thank you, so appreciate. It. Likewise. All right. So for Mayor Francis Suarez, I'm Paulie Walnuts. He's the grill of House Street. You stop. So. <laughs>